and if you're visiting us today and you're not familiar with Refresh, um, your kids do come back. They come back at about 12 o'clock and um, so don't leave without them, although we will love them if you do. There's a lot of us here today. It's been a, it's been a little bit of a busy time here at Refresh over the last month, and uh, lots of things, lots of amazing things happened. So it's wonderful to see lots of faces here, and I know um, there are a lot of visitors here. But welcome. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm Sharon, and I do extend an extra special welcome to you today, especially if this is your first time here at Refresh, or if you're visiting here for celebrating Jack's baptism. A warm welcome to you. I always believe that uh, you're here for a reason. It's not a mistake. Some of you might have come willingly this morning. Others might have been coerced out of bed by a buddy or a friend or a parent. Some of you might have planned to be here for many, many weeks. And others of you, it might have been an ad hoc thought this morning. It's like, oh, I'll go to refresh. But you know what? God's got a word for you today. God has something special for you today. You're here, and God wants to speak love into your life and joy and hope, a truth that you need to hear today. So just lean in, see what he has for you. I'm really glad you're here. Welcome. Here at Refresh, we've started a series called Living in the Selfie World. It's taken from a book called Hashtag Struggles by an author called Gra Craig Groeschel. If you look, wanted to research it and find it yourself, you will still find it, but it's actually been renamed liking Jesus and you can you can buy it under that name now we realize that in 2019 our world has changed most of us as we have said in the last few weeks either have or wish we had that beautiful little device called a smartphone if you're under 12 perhaps you are, they probably have left the room but uh, you'd be wishing you had one I know my son wishes he had one I'm so glad he doesn't yet. It's a great little resource in so many ways. It's a 24-7 technology and social media beast. It's super wonderful and mighty in so many ways. But as our series has also um, a, a shown is that over, as we look at this amazing gift that we have in our hands, sometimes that endless stream of technology and social media unfortunately can leave an unwanted trail behind it. I think it's, it's a fascinating thing, but we are drawn like bees to honey, it seems, to things like Instagram. I forgot what this word. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, blogging, um, commenting on YouTube, gaming chat rooms. And as Christians and as followers of Jesus, we are blessed to be guided by the love of God and by his word, the Bible. As we navigate through this world, this world that we live in that's full of technology, full of smartphones and social media. So whether you're a Christian or not, or whether you're a social media buff or not, I still believe God has a word for you today. Life. 
There's a few um, verses or passages from the Bible I just want to share with you right now that bring out this word, life. The Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. I, Jesus, God the Son, am the way, the truth, and the life. I, Jesus, God the Son, have come, sorry for the typo, that you may have life and life to the full. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Life. Right from the get-go, right from the very start, in the word of God, it is very clear that God is life. Without God, life would not exist. God is life and God gives life. We this morning have blood pumping through our amazing bodies. We are breathing oxygen because of him, our creator. But God wanted us to have more than just a physical life. He wanted us to have an abundant life. He wanted us to have life to the full. And even more than that, eternal life. An abundance and perfect life together with him that would never end life. For those of you who have been my vintage, you may know this quote. It's from a favourite movie of mine and it's a favourite quote. I think it's at the bottom of my email but I can't be sure. Maybe I changed it. Every man dies but not every man really lives. How awesome is it that through God we can really live a life to the full, an abundant life now and into eternity. But do you know what? It's not just God who gives life. What I find is super amazing is although we can't create life from nothing, we do create a next generation, but we can't create life from nothing. But you and I, we can give life to another person. We can give life to another person. Give some help. Solomon, he was one of the wisest men who ever lived. Men who ever lived. You find in the middle of the scriptures, in the middle of the Holy Bible, there's a whole book called Proverbs, which, as they say, is a many, many quotes all jammed together. In, in Proverbs, Solomon writes, much actually about words, but he says this, the soothing tongue is a tree of life. A perverse tongue crushes the spirit. In another translation of the Bible, it goes like this, kind words heal, and to me that means give life, and help. Cutting words wound and maim. Our words Give life. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a self-diagnosed seasonal affective disorder. Anyone else have that? By the time August comes around, I am done with winter. My mood and my energy is affected. 
That's part, albeit a very small part, of why we moved from Sydney to Queensland. And some would say, Queensland, winter, what winter? But unfortunately, we've been here three years now. I remember when we first came, the year before we came here, uh, before we moved here, we actually came to the school for a visit. And I didn't know this person now, but for those of you who know Miss Jensen, it was Miss Jensen in retrospect. She was at school with a scarf and a beanie. It was July, and I was thinking, a scarf and a beanie, it's not cold. It's July, but look at it, it's Queensland, it's amazingly warm. Compared to Sydney, it was. But three winters on, I have acclimatised. And winter here hits too. There's cold mornings and dark mornings, and they're not my thing. In fact, I mellow quite a bit. And it's quite ironical that seasonal affective disorder, when you um, abbreviate it, is S-A-D, sad. And that's how I feel about this time of the year, bring on spring. I can almost mark it, I feel a little bit flat in August. Just the other week, I received a card. I actually put it in my bag and I left it there and I got mixed up with some stuff. And then I found it late last week and I opened it and read it. And it said this, Dear Sharon, I appreciate you more than you know. Your sweets, you might not agree with this person, but hey, I'll just share. <laughs> Your sweet spirit and kind heart encourages me to treat people as a treat people and speak kindly to them out of love always. You do so much for Refresh, so much behind the scenes that others don't necessarily see. And for that, we are so grateful. Thank you for following and listening to God when he called you into ministry. You've impacted my life greatly and have brought me closer to God in all aspects of life. Thank you for believing in the younger generation and doing everything you can to rally behind us and draw us closer to Jesus. You really are something special and we love you. Thank you for all you do. I felt so encouraged. These are words of life. You know, once upon a time, because it was in fact that a long time ago, so I can use once upon a time. Face-to-face words or words written like this was pretty much the full parameter of how we could impact others with our life-giving words. But today, in 2019... One tweet, one Facebook post, one blog, one Instagram picture, one YouTube comment can bring life to not only one, but tens, hundreds, thousands, and even millions of people. No other time in history than the present have we, normal, ordinary people, been able to instantaneously bring life to such a wide and diverse number of people all around the world with just the simple press of perhaps a return or intercall. How awesome is that? When Solomon wrote those words many years ago, those inspired words, the soothing tongue, kind words are a tree of life. He could never imagined what we could do today. Several years ago, when I was working quite solidly in chaplaincy, we used to use this guy a lot. Does anyone recognize him? Kid President. I was going to show you a clip, but I thought, oh, we run out of time because I always run out of time. But go search him up. But, you know, 
back several years ago, he was the warm, fuzzy guy on Facebook that I, I'm sure there's lots of warm, lots of warm, fuzzy, but he was the one that I would have a go-to to go and find something that was encouraging and uplifting. Soul Pancake was the channel, it still exists today on YouTube, where you'll find words of affirmation, words of encouragement and positivity, and these words have brought life to people all around the globe. So the question is, did your social media posts radiate life this week? Or if you're not on social media, were your words filling your work, workplace, your uni, your school, your home with life this week? I'm one of four children, and that's pretty cool because you always have a fairly decent crowd. And one of our favourite games as kids was Heidi in the Dark. Now, our bedrooms were quite large compared to what the average bedroom is today, and it was filled with the usual stuff. Bunks, bookcases, curtains, built-in cupboards, and even a built-in dresser. It was decked out in great 70s style, oranges, greens, and terry-toweling bedspreads. Capture that. And living in the country made this game super real because there was no ambient light. So when you played Heidi in the dark, it was truly Heidi in the can't see your hand in the face dark. We'd slither in utter silence under the beds, behind the curtains, even up on the dresser with that very precocious kind of curl that was tucked in, trying not to, not to lock, knock over mum's great thing that she used to collect Avon lady dolls that used to have perfume in them on the dresser and glass cut table setting, dressing settings. Anyway, if you Google 70s, I'm sure you'll understand. If you could sense that the catcher was near, you would slither stealthily to another spot, hoping not to kick your toe or bump into something else in the room. Heidi in the Dark made for a great night's entertainment. It was fun. There was the occasional sibling squabble. How often do you see on social media something that, in your opinion, is a bit weird, strange, out there, ridiculous, unattractive, or not in line with your spiritual, political whatever views. How tempting is it to write your brash, unedited, reactive thoughts about what you have just seen or read? Or what others have written in the feed? How tempted are you from the veil of social media hiding in the dark? On September 7, 2012, a young Canadian teen posted a chilling nine-minute video on YouTube called My Story. It featured her standing and flipping through readable hand notes that she'd written that told her social media experience. A story that had taken her from this happy-go-lucky spirited young seventh grader to a shadow of a person who on the last notes of a video wrote, I need, I have nobody I need somebody. My name is Amanda Todd. Just over one month later, Amanda took her own life. Amanda's story is one of luring, trusting, 
a trusting but poor and very regretful choice. That resulted in an onslaught of gossip, of criticism, of cyber gossip, bullying and torment. Amanda Todd's story after she suicided awoke the world to the reality of the social media hiding in the dark of predators and cyberbullying. But years have gone on and very, very sadly, Amanda's is now just one of many of these stories. More and more people are falling victim to cyberbullying. The most recent studies actually show that more than half of all young people using social media have been bullied. It also says that, a sh- that uh, 95% of young people who have either experienced bullying or been witness to it acknowledge that they and others have done nothing about it. So likewise with our words of life, for the first time in history, people can virtually say anything they want about anyone else. It can be immediate, permanent, and it can be anonymous. Everyday people tweet under a pseudoname or a dummy account, and you can do, do so in most ways on social media, and there's no accountability. These people like to make others look bad. They like to take cheap shots at others or create controversy to draw attention even to themselves. But what can seem like a harmless prod, a snide, sarcastic remark, to the person who's making the post is often most devastating to the person at the other end of the conversation. There is no doubt that you have read social media feeds where people are gossiping, where they're tearing shreds off each other, where they're swearing vehemently or name-calling, threatening, wishing ill or even death on the other person. And maybe even you've added to this conversation. Who would have thought some 40 years on, Heidi in the Dark could be played in broad daylight? It could be played without anyone around. And now truly living up to its new name, Murder in the Dark. Sorry, this is a little slow. It's just a little blog I do on fashion, makeup, accessories, you know, girl stuff. But lately it seems that no matter what I post, I get slammed for being too trendy or too old school, too young or too juniorish, or too old and matronly. One commenter in particular loves shoes, 261, loves putting me down. I tried responding at first and asking her if I could have an offline conversation, but she ignored my request. I think she just enjoys the attention that comes from being a constant critic. I know I shouldn't be so sensitive, I just can't take it anymore. I don't see any other option besides quitting my blog. You see, cyberbullying is not God's way. And if you or I are tempted or we are cyberbullying, we need to stop. Solomon, that wise guy, he writes, Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. And I suppose for some of us here, we might feel we've never been down this path. But the next part could be a little bit more challenging. Have you ever heard someone along the line say, I hate when people gossip about me? 
That's why I almost never gossip about anything, unless it's really important. And then I just tell a few people. It's a bit of a funny statement, but this statement actually really reflects about how a lot of us view gossip. One, we know it's wrong. Two, we hate when people gossip about us. Three, but it really still doesn't keep us from gossiping about others. Now, gossip can be looked at as a situation when we talk with someone else who's neither part of the problem or part of the solution. And many of us fall prey to gossip. Solomon writes, The Lord hates a false witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict in a community. And in some ways, you could say this is a great definition for gossipers. People who stir, who lie to, and stir up conflict. And God hates gossip because gossip does not bring life. Sadly, there's something really luring about gossip. It's kind of attractive. We like to sort of nudge into it and hear what's going on. Sometimes we are actively part of it. And other times we're passive just because we're spectating we may feel we're not part of it, but if we are a spectator and being present and saying nothing, we're contributing either way. Paul writes, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. It's time to kill criticism. A few weeks ago we said it was time to kill comparison, if you were here. This week we're going to kill criticism. Bullying, don't post it. Negativity, don't Snapchat it. Gossip, don't tweet it. We have to stop. These are not of God, these are not Christian. These are not life-giving, and these are not who you or I were called to be. So how can we kill criticism? I have a few suggestions. We need to pass. What I mean by that is decide ahead of time. If you are flicking through social media or you are in a workplace or your school environment and you see a tweet or a feed or a post, that you can see is gossip or negativity. Determine ahead of time that you're not going to engage with it, but you will pass it by. Give it a skip. As Proverbs, as Solomon just said before, keep your mouth free from per perversity. The second is pray. Pray for the person. Someone has perhaps posted something that's inappropriate or weird or disagrees um, with your view or your, your outlook. Or perhaps they're not the popular kid. Perhaps they want to just inflame some fiery discussion. Don't criticize, don't add to it. Rather, why not stop and pray a short prayer right then and there for that person, that God would speak into their life, love, joy and hope. Positive words. As we just read, Paul said, we are to 
We are to build up people with our words. We are to bring life. So when you're about to post or tweet or blog or even enter uni that day or your workplace as you park the car or get off the train or home as you drive into the driveway, maybe we need to ask ourselves this. Is it truthful what I'm about to write? Is it helpful what I'm about to post? Is it inspiring what I'm about to say? Is it necessary what I'm about to put on Snapchat? And is it kind? We need to think, don't we? God wants us to think. And if we could say yes to each of these things, then go ahead. Post it, tweet it, Snapchat it. We need to protect each other. It is a tough world. And what can even be tougher is to stand up in front of our friends, our peers, or even the anonymous crew that are online and say, this is not okay. This conversation is not okay. Or in the playgrounds, in our workplace, in our homes. We need to stand up with wisdom and with grace and strength when we see that gossip and bullying is taking place. Because when we do nothing, we are actually contributing. Solomon writes, speak up for those who can't, whoops, did that not do well? I didn't type it up. Speak up for those who can't speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute, poor or in need. And it is true that when we take that courage to speak up, we need to be ready for criticism back, for doing what is right. And fifth, we need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for personal discipline. We need to pray for wisdom and courage with our words. I love this little prayer that's found in Psalms, which is um, a writer, David writes, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Other words that we say, other words that we write and tweet in the hiding in the dark of social media, are those words pleasing in God's sight? Encouragement. We can be people of encouragement versus criticism. And in a world full of technology and social media, this is not just fluffy stuff. This is real. The next generation, it's a real, real thing. But even for us oldies, it doesn't take you long to go on social media and see someone getting slammed for a comment they've made or a picture they've posted or opinion that they've written down. It's time for us as Christians that we need to be voices of life. We can speak life versus death. It's time for us to speak life.
is an old clip, but we're going to play this clip um, to you because I think it just reiterates nicely the message today. Some days life feels perfect, other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing, we can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable, hope can live or die. So speak life, speak life. Other days my thoughts just fall apart I do, I don't, I will, I won't It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life, speak life To the dead bow your heads for prayer. Lord God, thank you for life. Thank you for your words of life to me. In this world of technology and social media, it is so tempting to hide in the dark and criticise, gossip and bully other people. Lord, forgive me 
Forgive me and create in me a new heart. Change me, Lord. Transform me. Lord, help my words be words of life. Give me wisdom and courage to stand against the onslaught of those who seek to maim and wound another person. Everyone online, every person I meet is your child, as I am your child too. Help me to see that and give life through my words. May I commit to posting, tweeting, blogging, speaking, encouraging words of life. In the name of Jesus, amen.